What he learned is there's four people, four kinds of people in this, in this world. There's people that have never heard the gospel. There are people that have heard the gospel and don't believe it. There's people who've heard the gospel, believe it, and don't live it. And there's people who've heard the gospel, believe it, and they live it. And, and I don't know, I just, again, I was young and I was just like, huh, I don't know how, but I'm gonna figure out how to get in that fourth group. You know, like, I want to do that. That sounds good to me. Um, well, I was raised Catholic, um, and uh, so, you know, uh, we went to Mass every Sunday. <laughs> when I started to um, be, I guess, a preteen when I was 11, I started to go through kind of an angsty time <laughs> in my life, and I started to, um, uh, I started to kind of doubt that people loved me. And, or that my parents loved me. And I was just sort of looking at life and seeing, okay, it, it, you know, in my, in my keen preteen observational skills, <laughs> I was looking at life and seeing, you know, it seems like it's just a series of hurt and nobody really loves you. And why would, why, why would, I, why would I be up for this? Why would I want to do this? And I sort of turned a little, little cynical in that way. I know, maybe a little much for an 11-year-old, but, you know, <laughs> it's just, that's where I was. Um, I was just getting really discouraged about stuff. And, um, and um, of course, my religious upbringing had, had taught me that God existed and to respect God um, and that God was in control. And so I even started to, um, <clears throat> started to kind of get mad at God for my negative experience in life. Like, like, why me, God? Why do I have to go through this, like, awful life? <laughs> you know, awful, rejected, you know, feeling down. Um, and so I was sort of like blaming God, you know, for, for, for her, how I felt. And I, I think I was um, maybe expressing that to my sister one time. And she, uh, through some friends of her, she had started going to a youth group at a church. <laughs> and um, she said, she told me, she said, you know, I think you should come to my youth group. I think it would really encourage you. She said just like that. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay, I'll go, <laughs> you know. Um, and, uh, and I went, and um, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't remember what they talked about or anything like that. Um, I just remember, like, looking around and seeing people, and, you know, I know they were worshiping, and there was, you know, there was uh, uh, Bible teaching. And I just, I just remember, like, something clicking, like, Oh, like this is, this is how it's supposed to be when you like live for the Lord. Because I've been taught about God and 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 and, but it just had never clicked like it did then. And and I was like, I, I get it now that you're supposed to live for God. Like I, I, you're supposed to have a relationship with Him. I get it. And and so I just, I just was like, okay, well I. I don't know what, what all is involved, but I, that's what I want. I just want that. I'm just going to pursue that. I feel like part of what was so convincing to me at that time is um, bef just before I started coming to the youth group, I feel like the Lord was sort of preparing my heart a little bit, but I happened to be at a Christian outdoor festival, and the guy that was, in, that was playing in the band, he stopped the, he stopped the music and told this story um, just about what he had been through, and he said what he learned is there's four people four kinds of people in this in this world. There's people that have never heard the gospel. There are people that have heard the gospel and don't believe it. There's people who've heard the gospel, believe it, and don't live it. And there's people who've heard the gospel, believe it, and they live it. And and I don't know. I just, 
again, I was young and I was just like, huh, I don't know how, but I'm going to figure out how to get in that fourth group. You know, like I want to do that. That sounds good to me. And then um, another sort of layer to that at that time in my life was um, uh, Jesus's words about where he says, if you try to save your life, you'll lose it. <laughs> but if you lose your life for me, you will end up gaining it. And, 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 and what does it profit you if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? And I don't know, just at that time, that just made so much sense to me. Like, like okay, the, all right, Jesus is giving us sort of a pretty significant answer on how to approach life, you know, and how to, to follow him and, and how to receive, you know, what he promises. He promises eternal life. He's the creator of life. He's the one who knows how to, you know, how to walk in it. And so, so, um, so I think those two things just really um, sort of solidified in, in my mind and in my heart. Like, yes, this, is, this makes sense to me. This is what I want to do. I want to live for the Lord. I want to lay down my life. Even though when you, you know, sometimes when you, when you make that decision, you really don't know what that entails, what following Jesus entails and what laying down your life exactly means you know, but you find out and you, um, and you, uh, you sort of grow into it and the Lord helps you and he, and he, and he takes you step by step and he holds you by the hand. And, and I learned about how God, uh, loves us and he's for us and he wants us to have a relationship with him. And, and I, I think I, um, I think I didn't, I think I had a hard time seeing God as a, as a father and as a good father, um, I think, you know, I had some blockages as, as far as like being able to receive fatherly love. And I don't know. I think maybe just some, um, just some of the cynicism, some of the rejection I felt like I had gone through, um, just early experiences. So, um, I, I guess sometimes it can be more convincing that you're unloved than that you're loved. And uh, sometimes it seems more believable that you're, you couldn't possibly be lovable or loved. So I think I kind of fell into that a little bit. Um, it's easier to believe. But as I started walking with the Lord, um, uh, he, he just really helped me <laughs> step by step, you know, little by little to see, no, Jesse, I, I love you. I'm, I'm your heavenly father, and I do love you. And, and I created you not to... Um, not to to have that sense of like hopelessness that I had fallen into, but I, I created you to, to walk with me, to live in hope and, you know, to have eternal life and everything that comes along with that, you know? Um, and so, so much for, for much of my teen years, I just felt like the Lord was just really teaching me how to see him as a father, how to receive his love. Um, there's a verse in Luke that says, you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts and how to give the Holy Spirit to you and everything you need, basically, to you? And um, and so um, what the Lord did early in my life was completely, I mean, completely changed the course of my life. I don't, I don't know where I would have ended up. I um, I was discovering more and more very unhealthy ways to look for love, <laughs> um, and and I don't, I don't, I don't imagine it would have ended well. So. Uh, I'm very grateful for that. Um, there's a stability that comes when we submit to the Lord, <laughs> when we give our lives to the Lord, when we trust Him, 
even when we don't, we can't see very far ahead, but we trust him, you know? And sometimes it's like following somebody's voice in the dark. You don't know where you're going, but you know, okay, they're over there, I can hear them, I'll just go that way. You know, um, um, it, it, it can be difficult, but, um, um, but I, think, uh, I think the Lord has proven to me time and time again his faithfulness and time and time again that, that if, I'll, if I'll follow him, if I'll tr- continue to trust him, continue to surrender more and more of my heart to him, of my life, he can take that and he can do much more with it than I would have been able to, you know, and he can, he can take that and produce more life and more life-giving sort of aspects than I could ever have, you know. And so I think that's, um, you know, I think that's what he's talking about in the Bible when he talks about, you know, when you, you, you reap what you sow, if you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap from the Spirit, you'll, you'll reap good things. You know, if you sow to your flesh, if you sow to sort of selfishness, if you sow to just yourself, you'll, you'll, you'll reap, uh, it's not just negativity, but destructive things. And so, um, so you know, the Lord has given us a lot of, very, very helpful direction on on how to how to live life and how to you know have a a life that uh, produces um, good things and produces things that are uh, eternally valuable. So.